Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching your show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray and joined by Matthew McLean as always. How are you doing Matthew? Because we're bulk recording, I'm running out of ways to say hello. So. <laughs> Come on, you've always got nice, uh, splendid, be honest, Diaz, all that kind of stuff. Oh well, fourth in a row. Uh, you might be able to tell, I hope not, but because it should be fresh every single time. Eh? Fresh as a daisy. This is the fourth episode of season 10, uh, the last of our batch currently. You know that season 10, if you've been listening, is all about getting your first episode of your podcast out into the world. This is the uh, complete beginner's season, which we'll be referring people to. So hopefully you've come along, you've found us, you've found our website, you've come along here, found this how to launch your show and you're uh, you're making your way through, taking all the steps that we're giving you to get your show out to the public ears. This episode is all about formats and approaches. So we're starting to dive into the logistics now, aren't we? How you actually do it. Yeah, different ways of doing a podcast. Contrary to popular belief, you don't have to start a podcast and do interviews. There are other <laughs> ways. We're going to talk briefly about interviews, but we're going to cover the the other uh, ways of doing the other doing methods too, such as this, such yeah. as hosting. Well, good good segue. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> So, yeah, do you, I mean, do you, do you want to start with co-hosts or do you want to talk first, Colin, about the, the solo approach? Because that's um, a, a really good but often overlooked approach, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think, I mean, solo is kind of the, the starting point, isn't it? Because it's the simplest, it's the easiest, it's uncomplicated. It's Well, you say simple and easy, but there's there's criteria there, isn't there? Okay, well, what do you mean? Well, simple and easy in the fact that like there's less complication about who yeah. owns the show. You yep. own the show. You're mm-hmm. the only person doing it. Mm-hmm. You don't rely on anyone else. But arguably, it's a bit more challenging when it comes to, to sitting down to record, especially if you're not experienced in recording audio. You might sit down on your own and feel a bit stupid. You press record and you, you just freeze. <laughs> um, so that that's totally natural as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, a lot of people struggle with solo, don't they? Because they just feel like it's, uh, I don't know, it's nerve-wracking, like you're performing or something, as opposed to uh, hopefully what we're doing just now, which is just a conversation, just mm-hmm. chatting back and forth. And we've got a plan, but... Uh, we can bounce back and forth if one of us runs out of words and the other can take over kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, solo, I mean, the big benefit for me really, and all those things we've said there is that you have full control. You can plan out an episode. You can say, this is exactly what I want to say. Um, There's no unexpected things whatsoever. You just put in exactly what you want in that episode. So you can tend to hit your, you know, if you have an aim in terms of time or you have an aim in terms of not going off tangent, all that kind of stuff. That's what solo is good for. But you're right. You need to plan it out. You need to be good at getting on the mic and just speaking by yourself and making it engaging. I suppose that's the bit some people struggle with, isn't it? Like if it's one voice for five minutes or 10 minutes. Yeah, I think one of my biggest uh, pieces of advice for somebody who's new to podcasting and is doing a solo show, and I never, I never say, look, make your episode length this length, but I would try and err on the side of shorter, um, especially in the early days. If it, if you come to the stage where you've got loads to say and it's interesting, then by all means bash on. But yeah, yeah. Um, don't don't say it yourself. I've got to sit down here and talk for half an hour because. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no time limits. That's what we get. We get with podcasting, isn't it? We can do whatever the heck we like. Uh, so yeah, the next one up is co-hosting. We've kind of talked about that a wee bit already. I would say a big thing there is it, it tends to be easier to hit record because you've got a company. 
Mm-hmm. So even if you've never recorded a podcast before, you've had a conversation yeah, with your yeah, pal before. So, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you could do it straight out the gate. <laughs> yeah. So you can have a chat. Um, there's just the fact that there's a bit more variety. So you've got two voices there. Um, so not only is it variety in terms of like the voices, like there's a bit more differences in cadence and tone of voice, all that kind of stuff, which just makes for slightly more engaging content. There's also different points of view. So you can have arguments and con- controversy, yeah. which can make for more interesting stuff too. Can't yeah, it? different backgrounds, different experiences. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, makes for good content or it can. Yeah, know, nothing's it can. guaranteed. Yes. But. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've got two or more people that have good chemistry, like they are pals or they get on well at work or whatever, it can make for quite good entertaining stuff because there's we jokes and banter that goes on as well. So that's the good stuff about co-hosting. Um, but there's always downsides, isn't there? Yeah, I was going to say, it must be challenges as well. So, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the scheduling thing is the biggest thing, isn't it? It's like, as soon as you have to rely on somebody else, there's there's always, I think, in almost every situation, there's like a, there's a main host, isn't there? There's the person that's driving the show. Yeah. And they have to try and persuade the other person to come on every single week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even if they're keen to get involved, they still have to manage schedules and make sure there's two, two, the two of you can meet up at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I always, always somebody kind of takes the lead. Um, And then there's the ownership aspect. Like you could be best of friends. You could be you know family members um and you can go into podcasting and it's all for fun and it's a hobby but suddenly you maybe you start a patreon account you start making a bit of money yeah one person thinks to themselves i'm doing all the work here Uh, and then you know it can become complicated it doesn't always but these are things that uh, you should be aware of in the early days even if you totally don't plan to make any sort of money yeah just um have a think about that you know who owns this and yeah, yeah. is there any way we want to put anything in writing yeah yeah totally days? i even just a plain english contract just it doesn't the contract is too big a word a plain english document it's just like so we're starting this podcast we own it 50 50 um brian here does the editing and the publishing well uh, tim here does the scheduling and the organizing of interviews and you know if you lay it out like that then it makes it really simple once it does come to anything like that like any agreements or whatever so yeah definitely but it does it becomes more complicated at that point so uh, that's co-hosting it works well i think co-hosting is probably the best balance between creating good content and maintaining good control over your like what you get like the way we do it we plan it together we um i don't know I i think that you can create really good content nice and concise and it's nice and engaging and co-hosting allows that really well. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a good format. Um, because the next where you have two people on is an interview, isn't it? <laughs> You've already slagged it off a little bit. So yeah. Do you want to jump into interviews? Well, no, interviews are great. It's just they're very, um, there's a lot, lot of interview shows now in podcasts. Yeah. So yeah. the benefit is like you could go into a topic as a complete beginner and just say I'm going to interview experts and yeah. me and the listener are going to learn all sorts from all these experts in theory as well and you know people could argue for and against this you're bringing on guests who have their own audience and they share it with their own audience and then you grow your audience from that yeah. and you know that can there is examples of that working there's yeah. also a lot yeah. of examples of it you know that shouldn't be your primary way yeah. of growing your audience. It's so overused it now, way. isn't it, that people tend not to actually do much of it. Exactly, sharing. yeah. So, yeah, it, it, 
the thing is as well, like if you're um, going into podcasts, we talked about this in a previous episode, if your reason is to be seen as like a industry thought leader or an expert, if you're the one just interviewing the experts, are you become you know, are you being seen as the expert <laughs> yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah. So there's that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think there's definitely a wee bit rubs off on you, but it's not half as much credibility building in that sense, as if you're the one that's teaching mm-hmm. uh, or you and a co-host are the one that are teaching every single week. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big thing for me, the big challenge or downside of interviews for me is that you have so much less control. So I talked about the fact that, you know, solo, most control, co-hosting, you still got a fair bit of control over what goes into it. But with interviews, you can ask the questions, but half the time you've no idea what the interviewee is going to say, what route they're going to go down, what stories they're going to tell, all that stuff. And that for me is why I find a lot of interview shows quite dull to be honest because mm-hmm. they're they're too long because the interviewees tend to an interviewee will tend to ramble <laughs> more than you know somebody who knows the show well knows the audience well um and also a lot of people it is actually a really tough skill to be a good interviewer to yeah. keep stuff on track absolutely to create concise questions to follow the right tracks the interesting stuff yeah so yeah it's 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 the type of podcast that you need to do it really well now for it to be yeah. half decent because yeah, yeah. Like I say, there's so many interview shows out there. So yeah. doing an interview show, it shouldn't be seen as the easy option. It should actually be seen as the, the hard option. Yeah, definitely. Um, what am I going to do to make this show stand out? You know, yeah. what what approach am I going to do differently? Yeah. If my topic is all these experts who are on this big um, rota around different podcasts, yeah. how am I yeah. going to approach these conversations and make them stand out? Yeah, so, absolutely. And then there's, you know, finding guests, there's scheduling, there's all these oh, things. the logistics well, are a nightmare. So. Yeah, there's actually so much time goes into that stuff, isn't there? Like organising and sending them information up front and then doing everything afterwards that you have to do too. So, yeah, for sure. Okay, not the easy option. Maybe not even the best option for content, especially if you're not that practised interviews yeah. up front. Um, but can work well I mean there's some examples of good interview shows out there so it's not a bad format it's just one not to jump into uh, without thought right so uh, a few more probably they're the most common aren't they those three yeah definitely definitely the most common so the other three we're going to talk about we'll just do very briefly just to sort of outline them as as an option Um, first of which is a round table what's a round table it's a table with no corners Uh, I believe I've done that Um, so yeah, the round table is uh, basically a discussion with a group of people. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, maybe five people will sit down and there'll be a topic and they'll just discuss it. Somebody yeah. will probably chair it. You know, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. But um, yeah, a round table discussion, if yeah. done well, could be really good. It can also be a shambles. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, the, the big challenge there, aside from... The obvious one is scheduling, but really managing the discussion and making sure that is this good content or does it just sound like a table full of people in the pub? Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like interview magnified, isn't it? Like so an interview can be really good and a roundtable can be even better because you're getting more into more uh, opinions and more good content. But it can also magnify the downsides and that the guests can go completely. Yeah, just need one one bad apple in there and the whole thing. (laughs) Falls down. So. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, what about a magazine show? Yeah, k- kind of going down the, the more traditional radio angle, is it? So mm-hmm. a show with varieties, different segments, maybe mm-hmm. different voices. Um, I think one of the uh, 
well, one of the benefits is when you hear a show like this, it stands out, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's usually highly produced. Much more or, polished. You yeah. know, it's 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 got that bit of attention to detail, that bit yeah. of planning that's gone into it. Yeah. Um, maybe the, the challenge of that is keeping it focused, though, mm-hmm. because if you're looking for a variety of different segments, you know, mm-hmm. are, are they necessarily interesting to everyone? Mm-hmm. So it could be maybe a bit harder to target that podcast to a very specific group of people Mm -hmm. because there might be parts of it that they're not interested in that happened to me i'd been listening to a podcast made by bbc scotland it was Mm -hmm. a scotland outdoors podcast i think okay now like lots of the stuff that they covered was interesting to me but some of it wasn't yeah and because of that I stopped listening. Yeah, Not yeah, because it yeah. was a bad show. It was a great yeah, show, but yeah. I just couldn't really be bothered skipping through bits I wasn't interested yeah, too in. Too much variety. So yeah. It was enough just to, you know, for me to fall off the wagon with yeah, it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the, the other big thing is the time, isn't it? Like those are, yeah. they sound great. They're so polished. Um, I mean, they can be the best kind of shows simply because you're putting a lot more work into it. You're editing stuff down. Like in it, you can turn an interview show almost into a magazine show, can't you? Just by taking an hour long interview and editing it down, taking out highlights, putting in a bit of narration, actually guiding people through it. And it can make an interview really good, but that takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, is it sustainable? That's what you've got to ask. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's a final one, um, which is one of your favourites. Yeah, the old fiction podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, one of the the benefits of a fiction podcast, like there's a huge, huge demand for quality fiction podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people out there who are who are really looking for shows every single day, yeah. and just the pure pleasure of being able to tell a story and get an audience yeah, um, yeah. almost immediately. Yeah. Not necessarily a big audience, but to you know for for centuries now writers have have wrote and struggled to find anyone to read their works so you you can do it you know in a much better uh, more accessible way now with podcasts yeah yeah um again the challenges is just the the sheer amount of time whether it's time writing time recording time producing or all three uh again they're not the sort of thing that you can easily make so yeah uh, yeah yeah, the fiction podcast it kind of it's out on its own it's a separate it's type of niche almost isn't it not yeah. many people getting stuff out every week put it that way it's yeah. definitely a, a seasonal uh, yeah. approach it's a it's a, a kind of um it's a passion really isn't it putting hours and yeah. hours into it as opposed to something that you do more for making money or uh, yeah promoting a business or anything like that Okay, perfect. So that is the formats. You've got solo and co-hosting, which are kind of internally controlled. You've got yourself and your co-host. You've got the round table and the interview where you bring on guests with all the pros and cons that they bring. And then you've got magazine shows and fiction shows, which are kind of the, the hard work, more polished, um, but can pay off formats as well. So I hope that gives you a good introduction to the different ways that you can go about a podcast. That's the formats episode. So I just want to finish up by mentioning... Uh, the Podcast Host Academy, our sponsor for this season, which is our own, our very own uh, coaching and teaching community, the Podcast Host Academy, where we've got a range of courses, we've got our live coaching every couple of weeks, we've got our community with loads of really engaged people in there, um, and we've got uh, a range of stuff for people who want to launch their show. So if you're following along this season with the idea of launching your podcast very soon, then we can give you even more help inside the Academy. We've got our 
our uh, set of launch courses which take you through every single step you need to follow with tuition videos with tasks with everything you need to know including our uh, our special launch tool as well which is basically a schedule which can take you through give you a task every day to get your show out inside a month with uh, all the tick boxes you can print it out have on your wall whatever you need to show you every single task you need to do to get your show out there so if you fancy checking that out if you fancy joining us in there pop over to podcraft.net forward slash academy and we'll see you there otherwise thanks again for joining me on the show matthew uh next time around we're going to talk about uh the sort of uh, the other logistics aspect of podcasting which is stuff like length and frequency and how you record it as well so yeah look forward to that forward to that one of some of the biggest questions we get isn't it around uh, how often and how long should my show yeah, be yeah it is <laughs> So we'll see you on the next episode for that. Until then, have a good week. 